Hey guys, this is Vicky McLeod from Europe is Coming. And again, I speak to John Singleton. This time we speak about the lead up to the Open and also the Crown. And he doesn't quite reveal a secret that I know he's keeping. Hope you enjoy it. Good afternoon from a very bleak and rainy France. How are you, John? I'm well. It's also raining in Mallorca, so you're not alone. Is it? Oh, that's good, actually, because well, we need the rain. It's about to start, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a bit worried for the summer, um, mm. like for drought. I think it's uh, it's been a very, very hot and dry winter. So, you know, I, I do hope we get some more rain before before the summer comes. Anybody who's been following the program on Insta, especially the stories recently, will have noticed some very, very beautiful pictures that our boy Manotti has been making and uh, how lovely the weather has been whilst that camp's been on. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty crazy, no? I mean, it's been really nice for February, for mid-February, it's been pretty stunning. So it was a great, you know, it's always nice and for for the camp as well. You get to do stuff outside and it's just nice training weather. When you go into the gym and you feel warm already, you know, it's not like summer warm, it's not cold, mm. so you're in that kind of perfect temperature it, right now for training. It is perfect. I mean, you can even like go for quite a decent outdoor activity and not like feel like you have to go in your vest. You know, it's very, it's lovely, lovely weather at the moment. So, what did you guys? Um, what was the? Yeah. You got back from France at the weekend, and you were straight back into the camp. Yeah. So, so the. Straight back in, uh, we they, they trained through the weekend, so Saturday, Sunday, just uh, uh, spacing really. So Monday was a rest day, and, and really it was just a, a preseason camp. It happened re- relatively last minute. We had one athlete uh, called Marco coming over for ten days, and we just spoke to a few of um, our other athletes on board if they wanted to come join, and it just came together quite quickly, uh, and ended up being like a relatively large group. Mm. Uh, but it, it was really nice, um, good group, great energy, and just just putting in the work before the season. You know, we we literally will start this time, or well, pretty much in exactly one week from now, um, the open will be released and the the season starts. The ball will drop in a week's time. I'm actually really excited to be uh, to have something to talk about again. Actually, twenty four point one. Bring it on. Yeah, it, it'd be nice. And I think this is what, you know, the the CrossFit community craves is competitions, things to talk about, times, how people have done. And the Open's a great, a great place to do that. Hey, I, now they've re- um, released all of the names of the athletes and apart from 24.1, they've announced all of the um, venues. I've noticed um, a trend which is they're all in America, and apart from Jeff Adler and Brett Fakowski, they're all American, all of the athletes that are doing the throwdowns. Yeah, I mean, Tia, I would say... Oh, that's true, actually. uh, Australia, but you are right. I mean, they all live, basically, they all live in North America, Mm. and everything's happening in North America. Uh, You know, this is where uh, the title of the podcast kind of comes from, Europe is Coming. Like, if you actually look at open signups, Europe, in terms of regions, has the highest. They divide North, uh, America into 
northeast, northwest, North Americans, northeast, northwest. And so Europe's well up on the, the open signups. But yes, we don't have an announcement here, which is sad considering we trended in that direction last year. And I think the community really appreciates seeing European athletes throw down, having them come to Europe. You have to understand that if, you know, for a European athlete to travel all the way to the States for an open announcement, even though it's uh, an, an honor to take part, it's still like a, a big impact on their training just for, uh, for one workout. Is, so, is yeah, that- I, I think most of Europe will be sad that it's not, not happening here. Uh, it looks like it's budget-led, budget reasons, rather than any other... I don't think we've been ignored. I think we're just too expensive to get to. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. You know, it comes into a whole logistical thing of how they manage and how they they distribute if they can if they're able to delegate the workload and those things. But it, it you know, financially, it probably does make sense for them, and it's easier for them to run in the US, just as you said, costing because. Um, like we were, just, we were just talking before we started recording, Don Fall has been quite open recently about uh, there's quite a lot of layoffs happening within HQ. They've lost quite a few key members of staff. I'm, I'm friends with um, the marketing manager, for example, who had to make quite a, a sad post about about it. And I just felt, I think, I don't know if, if your business is in trouble, the last person I would think you should get rid of is your marketing manager, but that's just me. Yeah, it's always hard to know. I think if you look back historically at CrossFit, when they laid off all the media, I think that was a a bad choice. And I believe that CrossFit is still suffering from that media layoff in 2018. No, I don't know the ins and outs of of the company, what's happening financially, who they can keep, who they have to lay off, the performance of of those people you just hope that everything's moving in the right direction, that these decisions are being made with a, a long-term view for growth of, of CrossFit and the sport. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, like, we're not going to take it personally is what I'm saying about the fact that they're not coming to Europe. We're just going to like say, we understand times are tight. There's a, there's a cost of living crisis going on all over the place. You know, it's expensive to do stuff. So, yeah. Be nice to be included. But hey. <laughs> yeah. We will we so, will still um, be throwing down got... even if we do not have uh, an open announcement. Yes, I'm uh, that's one of the things I'm excited about actually because as soon as 24.1 gets announced, you lot all kind of kick into action and start working out all the tips and and the best way to to do each of the workouts and this year i'm getting to be part of that because i'll be writing about it so i am thrilled i've got blog i've written blog duty in my diary for each thursday evening for the next three weeks the one thing we should be extremely thankful for is that CrossFit don't release it anymore at two AM? Mm. <laughs> because that used to be that used to be very stressful. We used to get it at like two AM on Friday morning, so you wouldn't sleep well on Thursday night. Get up early, try to get it all done. So the nine o'clock or eight o'clock when it gets released here is so much better. Yeah, everyone gets a good night's sleep. 
I remember actually, like, I do get yeah. quite excited. I do like wake up at, I do, I remember waking up in the middle of the night to watch the open announcements when it was like that as well, though. So, yeah, nerdy fan. Um, so how was uh, the rest of your week? How was, um, you, how would, did you get on okay with snowboarding? Tell me any other interesting information about your little holiday. Uh, the little holiday was uh, was amazing. I'm always inspired to be up in the mountains, sweating, suffering, and uh, and then getting to enjoy some riding down. So it was uh, it was really nice to be there. Cool. Um, and meanwhile, back at Program HQ, everybody is getting ready for the crown, which is only um, a few weeks away now. <laughs> it's actually five weeks. Yeah, isn't we're it? five. We're five weeks away. Yeah, exactly. Five weeks until, well, the athletes will have done the first day in five weeks' time. So it's final preparations now, final phone calls. I um, actually just had a meeting to, like, we, we've we've got a template of the workouts now. So just some shuffling around, scheduling, and deciding where everything's going to be and how everything's going to happen. We have some really exciting things lined up, and I'm really excited of how we're going to show it this year as well. Oh, Yeah. How's it going? How's it going to work? Yeah, uh, just how we're gonna we're gonna be live streaming uh, some some of the events and some cool ideas for the live streaming, and then we're also gonna save like kind of package up the the content that we have in a slightly different way for YouTube for use after the event as well. Is Ramsey gonna be uh, live streaming with you? Yeah, I hope so. Rumsey's we're struggling with communication. Rumsey's uh she got buried, I think, under some workload. Mm. So we have to bring her out of the workload being buried. Because it was funny last year when we were um streaming in C twenty three, like she was she was kind of semi hating it and hundred percent loving it at the same time. It was a really interesting combination. You could see that she was enjoying it, but also she's like mega awkward. <laughs> I think it actually turned out great. People yeah. doubted that live stream, but I think it was really nice. And and so we want to be able to showcase some of the events as they're happening. And we have a couple of events that we really want to, those are going to be the key focuses of how we live stream. Um, and then the rest of the stuff we'll do uh, post-production afterwards. How are, how are we going to learn of the events? Will you be doing some kind of CrossFit Games workout announcements or are we just going to find out as we go? Um, find out as we go. I don't think there'll be anything as uh, theatrical. Well, it'd be different theatrical to uh, Castro's hints. It'd be kind of fun to do some sort of uh, crown version of the hints. I mean, like if the underdogs were involved in it, it would be all like dragons flying through stuff and uh like they every everything that they write about the um the underdogs is the is the other guys who run the crown instagram i should mention they um they have a very strong idea that everybody's a prince or a princess and everyone's coming from far off lands to compete for the throne so they're very they're deep into game of thrones imagery so it'd be kind of fun if you if you continued it yeah, we'll do some some exciting announcements as well. We we also have some really uh, something quite fun planned for the workouts, uh, the programming of the workouts, which I probably can't 
say too much on now, but as we get closer, I'll be able to uh, release a bit more details. Uh, with the actual workouts that we're doing, there's going to be some fun stuff involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I really want to ask you, but I know you won't tell me, so I'll, I won't waste my my time. But I will ask you after we stop recording. <laughs> and also, another thing I noticed that you guys are, are doing at the moment is that you are creating uh, a directory of program gyms on the program website. And I, and I wanted to ask you, like, what's the, how do you work with the, um, with the various people that use your programming? How is that? How has you built that community and how is it going? So the box program is actually one of the programs that I'm most proud of. We've owned boxes. We know how hard it can be. And the product that we offer there is, I just think, really exceptional. We put a lot of time in each week to writing the coach's notes, going through the programming, and making sure it's top-notch. And ironically, it's probably the program that we talk the least about Mm. because we focus, you know, our, our social media focus and our presence in the outside world often gets portrayed through athletes and you know the elites and what's happening on the competition scene. However, we you know we have a team working extremely hard on the box programming, and I think those things, although they don't see the the social media light, they're actually really exceptional products. And so we just try to advance that. Um, bit at a time one of the things is creating a bit of a directory for the the boxes that are on board that may be sometimes we get questions someone might be in germany they follow the program which gyms in germany are following the box programming and so on so it's just a little resource we can put together uh, for them and make sure that they're supported with we're going to be sending out like a fun little package to them as we go through so the box program is a good example of something that we put a significant amount of work into each week but never really gets spoken about or publicized just because it's not one of our our social media focuses. However, it's quite a big work focus for us. It strikes me that it's a bit like CrossFit, the affiliate CrossFit versus the games. Like everyone's interested in the games and the athletes because that's the kind of sexy business. But the actually the fundamental stuff is the is what the affiliates are doing. That's um and, and and nobody's really interested in them, are they? Really? It, no, I mean, it's, it the uh, you know the interest spectrum gets narrower, and we can also the good thing is through the elites, we can use it as a platform to transfer information to boxes as mm. well. Like the information we put up on social media about technique and adding that value, even some the workout stuff we do can be transferred uh, across. We just send it through a, a athlete's focus as opposed to a, a box-led focus. Because we all like, we were, we're all kind of a similar, we all like shiny objects and the, and the exciting drama and like watching the best people yeah, doing just, it rather than regular <laughs> Joes. We, we have tried in the past. We, we wanted to focus on the regular Joes, highlight their journey and what they do. And unfortunately, it just doesn't gain the traction. Mm. And in order for us to you know, keep moving on social media and keep growing those things, that, that traction is important. 
Yeah. And, and that's why we use the medium of uh, the athletes. Yeah, now we have, I mean, like that, for me, it's like the challenge with these little um, chats that we have is to find um, a clickbaity enough title that people want to click on the the conversation and listen to it. And I find it, like, that it's the same thing. It's, it's sensationalizing something that should be, should stand on its own two feet anyway. Yeah, well, it's the world that, you know, and it's not just the recent world. You mentioned, uh, the Daily Mail before mm. uh, before the call, but you know the tabloid newspapers. You know, I mean, look at the Sun. You know, you couldn't have got more of uh, you know clickbaity. I mean, they used to put half naked women on their page three. Yeah. So people would buy the paper. I mean, you know, <laughs> we we don't go to those levels of extreme, but there. You know, You're absolutely right. Unfortunately, there is a world that is. Uh, that is very driven by that clickbait or whatever it may be to get people uh, to get people in. You know that's not, and we don't try and follow follow necessarily this clickbaity model. No. We want to be able to offer value, and it's just that we I, we feel we could do a great job offering value uh, by demonstrating how the elite athletes move, how we work with them, and how that can be transferred to everyday people uh, and is more applicable. That's a good answer. Like an analogy you often like to use is like formula in Formula One or you know, building spaceships, how that some of the technology can get transferred down into everyday use at certain points. And working with the elite athletes, you're really trying to focus on this, you know, how do we move the best? How do we move the most efficiently? How do we get the best out of you physiologically? You know, from that, we can extrapolate information like, you know, for an everyday athlete, we're going to prioritize their sleep because we know that's really important. Like if they're not getting enough sleep, then we want to tone the intensity down of their training because we know that their body's not going to respond as well to that. You know, how are they eating? We know, again, through looking at the elite athletes, how they respond, we can take some of that information down to the everyday athlete. How they move, how can we optimize for workouts? How can we do these things? So I think it does really help to dive into depth of the extremes of human physiology and then actually be able to take out some key takeaways and apply it to more everyday people like myself. You know? mm. Like for me, I would categorize myself as a, like an everyday athlete now, just making sure that I can be healthy, that I'm fit, that I maintain strength and my conditionings do the things that I want to do. And there's some information from the elites that's very helpful in doing that. Just like, formula one refining its fuel and its designs we are refining your elite athletes and learning how to translate that into your family car yeah you know it's just uh sometimes an analogy that i think could be useful just to see some of the associations that are there love it that's really i love that especially it's very and very timely because it's testing at the moment Uh, the, with the open coming up, do you say? It's testing, Formula One testing this weekend. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very uh, passive. I'm, I'm a drive to survive fan. That- and, you know, I know the purists will not like that. <laughs> I'm a fan of the, uh, I'm a fan of the series. I'm married to, I'm married to one and I gave birth to another. So I'm surrounded by Formula One obsessives. So I know everything without even knowing anything. I know everything about it just by being in the same room with them. 
I know I know who's driving for what team. I know the liveries. I know this, that, and the other about downforce. You, you, we can do a quiz. I would, I would lose <laughs> that quiz. Okay, I'm going to um, see you next week. Oh, will I see you next week? Oh, where are you going next week? Are you still in the island? Are we going to cross over uh, on no, the No, so airport? next week I'm actually going to be... I'm going to be on the island and we will be doing our our best to get the information out as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't know anything about the workout or how it's going to be. So as soon as it gets released, we're speaking with the team, putting the information together and trying to get it out to our members so they can have a, a, a optimize the workout in the best way possible. And maybe we'll do one little chat before then open announcement like next Tuesday when you might have an announcement to give me oh this is true there might be an announcement next Tuesday mm-hmm. I wonder what it could be let's wait and see thank you John if you've been enjoying Europe's coming it really helps if you can leave a five star review wherever you get your podcasts until next time thanks for listening and bye bye <laughs>